tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And thank you, Picker. I like hearing that song first thing here on Sunday morning. And good morning to all you listeners out there. My name is R.T. Lowe, and you're listening to For Your Information here on Cox Radio. For Your Information is a public affairs program we have here on KTHT. And we try to have someone from the community to tell us about things that are happening, the events going on in the area where they work. And I have a great guest today. Uh, an old friend, good person I've known for years. Uh, thankfully, uh, it's been on a friendly knowledge the whole time <laughs> because he is the chief of police for Cleveland, Daryl Broussard. How are you doing, Chief Broussard? I'm doing good. Thank you, RT, for the introduction. I really appreciate you inviting me to the show today. Well, it's always good to have you on. Uh, you know a lot of things going on in the community and uh, help keep us abreast of of uh, how we should be doing things i've yep. known uh, the chief for a number of years and uh he's one of the people in the community that we all count on you know he's a, a clevelandite cleveland high school all the way through right yes sir all the way through yes sir and I, and I thank you for being, hey, Barty, I don't have to, uh, you know, you put me out of business if I waited on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I never had to be too much of a problem when you in yeah. your business. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for those well, that out there uh, don't know you? Sure, R.T. My name's Daryl Broussard. I'm the chief of police here in Cleveland. have been for the last five years, and it's been a great opportunity for me to work in my home community and we have a very growing department and a growing city that we mm-hmm. have the opportunity to help protect and take care of the widows and the babies and those that need our help and just need a little guidance. Sometimes RT when it comes to legal affairs or, or different criminal episodes that take place in their communities and their homes, we try to keep the community safe and rid all the bad guys from um, the things that uh, they take advantage of people of. And we find and have a good group of guys. I have a good group of guys and gals that are police officers here in the city that are trained in many different aspects and areas that are able to go out and be effective in the community and as well as we can't do it alone we invite uh, citizens to call and give us input of things that concern them in the neighborhoods or at their homes and we'll be more than happy and i promise you we'll check by if not one of those uh, guys and gals officers i will show up myself and uh, give a little attention so we take pride in that so get those guys out of the donut shop jack in the box and <laughs> And let us know what your concerns are. We really appreciate the feedback many times. Well, I've known you for a number of years, as I've said. I've watched you come up through the ranks. Uh, we kind of grew up together in a way because, uh, and folks, from time to time, you may hear me stumble over his name. It's not because 
uh, I don't know him real well. It's because I know his his father was my high school football coach, and so I'll, every time I think his last name, hey, when you have to, yeah, he was a good coach, but he was uh, also awful stern out there. When I think of the name of Bruce Hart, I set up a little straighter, <laughs> make sure I'm paying attention. Okay. Your dad uh, uh, was a great help to a lot of the guys in the yes, community. Sir. Well, I could remember hearing him, RT. We'd be little young guys, me and my brothers watching you guys practice and i could hear my dad now lo get up off the ground you're killing the grass <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and you know, you know hustle up hustle up and a nicer person off the field and i say i, I say this with all of my uh, love and affection off the field a nicer person you'd never want for more he he is a great guy later on as i grew up uh, you know i worked up in the booth uh, announcing games and such, and uh, yeah. there was uh, Coach Broussard. He would be, you know, helping up in the booth, keeping books and stuff like that. And he, you know, he, we'd have a great conversation and such. Uh, he was, uh, he was always special. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Chief, I, but I have to bring him up. He's right, right. A lot of good memories, and I've heard a lot of stories told. <laughs> My dad was a coach, too, and, uh, of course, he was much older than I was. And uh, it was always funny going into some building and, uh, like, uh, at that time, Globe Department Store or whatever. (laughs) You you go into a store, and this big guy comes up to your dad and goes, Hey there, Coach Lowe, and throws his arms around (laughs) him, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm five, six years old going, this is embarrassing. (laughs) Great times. I tell you, you couldn't put a price on it. That's fun. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, in, uh, in your line of work now, you don't know everybody like we used to, you know, it uh, used to be a pretty tight, small community. Uh, it's growing like crazy. And yes, sir. RT, I tell you what, Cleveland, the facelift of Cleveland, I, I would have to say will never be the same. I graduated in class of 1981 from Cleveland high school and, um, it, it's really grown a lot. The dynamics of uh, the population of students and kids, and and uh, the the just the school itself has grown so huge to where I used to would go knock on a door after I got in the went off to Lamar University and came back home and started doing police work in about 1985, 87, working for then Sheriff Sonny Appleby. Oh yeah. And uh, then I came over to Cleveland, working for Sheriff Well Chief Harley Lovins at this time, and uh, Ike Hines was a captain and uh, later became my chief, but this town has really grown. We're stretched from the east end of the town all the way to the west end out toward Conroe and security area. The city has gone out and annexed what we call the West Industrial Park. Uh, That's going to be mostly like warehouse-type, cargo-type storage, and it's 5.6 miles from the back door of the police station here all the way out west toward Conroe. And I can remember there being nothing from the city limits of Cleveland by the old Burger King, uh, uh, the Burger King all the way out to, uh, at that time, it was a sewer plant, all the way out to Tennessee Gas. There was nothing. But now from there, four miles out, all the way into Conroe, there's almost something on every piece of property going that direction. So every acreage is filled with a home or some type of business. It and seems- uh, just growing up around here, that has really changed. And that is on the west end. Of course, RTU, for me, with what we have coming in the city of Cleveland, on the east end, the big subdivision that's going to bring in rooftops, the Grand Oak Reserves. So whenever you get the rooftops, RT, mm-hmm. that calls for domestic disputes and hey, yeah. <laughs> things that take place that uh, we're going to have to deal with families and different things of that sort, as well as the uh, golf course that's coming. 
but the city of Cleveland is really growing, and uh, we're proud of it and hope to make uh, good infrastructure to be prepared to take care of those needs of the people that are moving in our area. You know, I hadn't hadn't even thought of that when we've talked about the the growth in that region. You've got on the west side, you've got that industrial de- park coming in, yes, and all sir. the all the demands from that. You know, right. making the rounds there, making sure nothing is you know broken into people. And then on the other end of town, almost as far, that's where the they're building the homes. Right? Are they going to give you all about twenty more new cars? <laughs> well, because you're I'm begging cut. and crying now on a few on the mayor and the council's footsteps every day that we're going to need this staff. And of course, my boss, uh, city manager Miss Kelly McDonald, their understanding and filling my squeaks and, and my moans. Yes. And hopefully, these things are going to come in time, and we can see the difference as the days go by uh, a lot of times rt look around the walmart area and you know mm. a lot of cities things happen around those areas it's kind of a big hum for the community but uh it's like ants and bees down there and that's why i say the hum yes <laughs> yeah, that area is just growing like leaps and bounds and i'm wondering where are all the motorists going where are all the people going there's traffic congestion issues that we're working with Dot on because of concerns and uh, just can't fly through Cleveland like you used to. The bypass has created a little bit of relief, but we still have uh, some major traffic issues that are of concern. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We're speaking with the the police chief for the city of Cleveland, Daryl Broussard, and he has the advantage of having seen the area grow up. Uh, and that's one thing. You can get around faster than a lot of the other folks here because you know the back roads <laughs> and how to get from here to there. But you're yeah, right. The traffic, who would have thought it'd take 30 minutes to 45 <laughs> minutes to get across town of Cleveland? <laughs> Never. Ever. Never, never. There's a lot of different places that I'm not sure if TxDOT's going to agree with us, but we're going to have to get a few signal lights. Like when you're moving off of Peach Street, where our Civic Center is located, oh, yeah. the police station, when you're coming, if they have a rodeo or something, when you're coming off of Peach Street on the Houston Street there, you can't get out of City Hall. You know, a lot of people go there to pay their water bills and take care of different business, uh, funeral plots, or whatever it might be. But it's very difficult, and we tell everyone to go around on Easy Street and come out at the light by the post office and the Valero. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the most easiest route to get out and the safest route to get out. Because they've got a light there, obviously. Yes, and it, it, we've got a number of places uh, that uh, I really hadn't planned on, but I tell you what, uh, I want to see them put something over there on the overpass, what we used to call 2025? Yeah, 2025, oh, Cold Spring yep. Road. That is a big chore right now. There, I think there's been major talk about maybe something to do with that bridge, maybe extension or a new, newer type bridge with lights and stuff. So it's in the makings, RT. But if you ever go out that direction on a Friday afternoon or had just having to go to Tanglewood, it is a nightmare getting just across the two stop signs by the Love's truck stop. You can barely get out 2025. It's usually backed all the way up to Washington many times. So, And especially right after school time is letting out. And another big concern that we're having is down around the flea market area on 59, well, what's called I-69 now. Yes. But uh, that is a major concern for a lot of motors that are coming through. We get a lot of that motor vehicle accidents in that area. It, it's just amazing the, the amount of traffic that, that Cleveland sees now. And the city of Cleveland, as we said, has grown, but it's not just us. As you said, uh, areas that were, well, it was pretty decent squirrel and rabbit hunting. 
It, yes, sir. It, you know, but other than that, that land wasn't used for much. Right, you're absolutely and correct. And now there's houses everywhere. That's absolutely correct. And RT, uh, and we talked a moment ago just a little bit about not, you know, things that people look at the city limit sign of being 7,000 people, but I'm going to tell you in the run of the day, man, I guarantee there's twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people that go in and out of the city because of the Walmarts, the banks, the doctor's offices. And a lot of those people that live out in the rural areas, their kids attend school here in Cleveland. Yes. So they visit our grocery stores, and they go to our different convenience stores here in town. And we have to be prepared and ready to, you know, at all times, 24 hours a day, for anything that may take place or just someone needing assistance. But uh, that is one of our major concerns right now at the time is some of the traffic congestion, the growth and population of uh, the different uh, families and all of the deals, and you hear about down around Plum Grove, the subdivisions that are coming in. A lot of those people come to Cleveland, and yep. now, believe it or not, RT, that bumps up to Harris County. <laughs> yeah, so people don't realize we're that. Reaching really. out. We're reaching out. Yes, sir. It, it's amazing. We're speaking with Cleveland Police Chief Daryl Broussard, and some of the difficulties of a uh, amazingly fast-growing community. Uh, yep. We have neighbors to the west. Uh, Conroe went through this some time ago. Yes, sir. And I'm proud to RT to watch the community grow and having grown up around here and you've heard for years that we're going to get this and we're going to get that and this is coming. And now I'm really starting to see a lot of positive things occur in our city and I'm very proud to be a part of it. And, and I encourage all our citizens to uh, also take part in that and volunteer and whatever needs are to step in and help and make it a better community. Uh, that's well said. Yes, sir. Uh, Unfortunately, on the other end, uh, when you have all this activity around the Walmarts and the shopping centers and and such as that, there's those that have decided that it's a lot better or a lot easier to prey on others that uh, work for their money than it is to do that. So they turn to crime. Yes, sir. This time of year. What we call this time of year, RT, around the Christmas season, uh, the five-finger discounts take place, and a lot of people that are unscrupulous, mm-hmm. like you say, they go and they, you know, start trying to shoplift to break into people's cars. And, and I would like to just give a little crime prevention tip to our citizens. Why are you shopping? Uh, if someone approaches you in the parking lot, make sure that you don't spend a lot of time with that person. Direct them to the inside of the store to talk to a manager or someone inside. Many places have security personnel inside or some loss prevention that could probably help them better. And they'll always throw the sad game on you about they're looking for a church or their family's needing this, or their wife's pregnant, and the kids have no shoes. Don't spend a lot of time dwelling on that and allowing people to, you know, get the best of you by scamming you and giving them a ride here and drawing money out of your account because you're feeling sorry for them. Because yeah. sometimes that is one of the worst scams and schemes people pull and they never see those people ever again, and they've been had, and we get the, they show up here at the police station saying, hey, I met a guy over here, and we go back, and we can't find anyone fitting that description. But uh, be real careful. Protect your gifts when you buy them or put them in your car. Make sure to lock them in the trunk. Cover them with something if you're going to be in the store. Uh, don't leave things open for people to see your purses and cell phones inside your cars in the parking lots. It just draws up. Uh, burglars or someone that want to break into your car so stay safe during the shopping season enjoy but again watch those people that are approaching you uh in the parking lots uh for whatever reason protect your purses put the little straps on the shopping buggy strap your purse down mm. so someone would have to work to get it loose if they did try to grab it and run protect your credit cards and identity information as well 
Yeah, you know, you said something that that just infuriates me more than uh, a lot of areas. You know, I hate theft anyway, but it, they will do a thousand, two thousand dollars worth of damage to your car yes, to sir. get a box that is empty or yes. <laughs> you know, you right, right, has a toy in it. Oh yeah, there you go, Artie. It's it's sad. We watch that a lot with the carpet thefts. The people go tear up a nice air conditioning unit and go get fifty dollars to go buy drugs or whatever uh, they might do, but tear up a three or four thousand dollar air conditioning unit. It's really sad and something that we're trying to stay abreast of here in the community and working closely with the sheriff's department and other agencies in our area to curb the crime and and the drug addictions and whatnot. And we ask people that you know if they have problems. Let us know they got problems, but if you get caught, you know, there's not much we can do to help you besides you need to do the prosecution, and hopefully you'll get help in TDC or whatever you might need, yeah. but it is a addiction problem that we're working on real hard here in our community. And we're speaking with Cleveland Police Chief Daryl Broussard, talking about some of the things that uh, he has to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, of course, you get to see some of the good things, and, and you get to work with some good people, and I want to throw yeah. this out there because you and I haven't had a chance to talk since the flood. Thank you, you and your department so much for everything y'all did during the flood. That y- y'all stepped out and helped so many people. That is very good, R.T. I appreciate that kindness. And uh, you don't realize sometimes until those type of critical needs come or incidents come in our community to where everybody starts working closer together, the community, the churches. We just applaud the churches that stepped up and opened up, uh, yes. you know, resources that were not open at the time or, or classified as a declaration of uh, an emergency. Those places stepped up. Many of the worship centers and churches stepped up and helped out, and even uh, some of the refuge, uh, the Operation Refuge and places like that, uh, they stepped up and were handing out commodities and things that really helped many people out. And we didn't realize there were so many people in need. And as the days went on, we realized there were people that were just stuck, couldn't get out, or we were kind of on that island. Yes. But um, it had many good people, the fire department and other agencies, stepped up and played a big role in protecting. And we didn't have any loss of life that was reported to us, you know, such as drownings or anything. But a few major accidents had happened. You know, incidents yep. where people were trying to help save someone or help somebody. But it was a great community support by all involved. So thank you for your compliments to us, R.T. Well, that, it's a it's a, a time when we all were able to come together. Although we didn't have really a whole lot of choice. You, you, you're right. We did become an island, didn't we? Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we're on the island. Yes, sir. Gilligan's Island here. We we learned to get along real you quick. Got that right. I saw more people reaching out and showing love and compassion than I have in a long time in Cleveland. I tell you, when Harvey came through, but uh, it's it's good. I I see it quite often. But I'm just telling you, people that really I thought didn't have it in their heart that stepped up and everybody was concerned. We were really trying to help one another because I could just only imagine, you know, it would have continued to rain the oh. disasters we would have had, but. Everyone did work closely together and showed that compassion for one another, and it was great to see. I, I got to thinking back when our forefathers set up the the Cleveland town. They built it pretty much on a hill. You yes, know, sir. But it was evidently a small hill. <laughs> cause yeah, I've never seen that in all my life, Arthur, living around here, that we had beachfront property. Right? That's all the way around, folks. I mean...
and yeah. and we make light of it now, but you couldn't go anywhere. No, sir. And nobody no, could. Th- and the thing was, nobody could get in. Right. That was the other issue. So a lot of people were screaming, "Hey, we need water. We need this." But we couldn't get the commodities in here because there was no way from clean over the other side of the woodlands to even be able to get in. No one could move around. Yep. We even had an issue a few days. Officers were working long hours because we had a couple of people that live out of town that couldn't get to work. But they managed to in a couple of days, but after the water had receded. But everybody managed to get through it, and all the stores and business community stepped up and allowed things to be donated and given out. So that was a blessing. It really right. was. It was interesting to see even all the right. big stores like uh, Walmart uh, open their doors, uh, and the the employees couldn't. Some of them couldn't go home, yeah, obviously. Sure. <laughs> so they just said, "Well, we'll let a few in at a time." You yeah, know, that's true. Yeah. so they could keep an eye on everything. Which Absolutely. you know, you can't blame them for that. But no, they stayed open after hours and helped people out. Let them stay underneath their sh- covered areas. You yes, know. Sir. That was great, yes, sir. And everybody managed to get through it, like you said. RT, one other little uh, safety issue I would like to just speak on, if you mind. No. And we recently had um, the terrible incident that occurred up at uh, Southern Springs, uh, Southern Springs, uh, Texas, at the church. Oh, And we have gone around to several of the uh, churches in the community and talked to many of the ministers and pastors in our area and kind of spoke about some of the safety tips for the churches. I never thought, RT, in my lifetime that, in this country that we would be making plans and safety plans for churches or places of worship in this community or in anywhere in this country really? that I ever thought. But that was a pretty tragic situation where we had the 26 casualties. But we encourage any churches, anyone out there that may have concerns and need safety tips about watch staff or any uh, things uh, that could help them with protecting their congregation to please call on us for that as well because we can come and do a little presentation or help them look for escape routes and concealment and things of that nature to help make sure that they're able to worship in comfort and uh, but like i said I, I never thought i would be making any such preparation for talks or prevention crime prevention for churches but we reach out to you know to help anyone that's you know, need some help with that, being more vigilant about people that surround their uh, places of worship or churches. Yeah, that's, uh, it It was sad a few years back when it went to the schools and we started having to put metal detectors right. in all the doors and stuff, mm-hmm. and now we're at churches. And, of course, the thing is, is it's, uh, in my opinion, it's not the the guns that are involved, it's the people that are right. holding them. Absolutely. I don't you understand bet. those people. Right, right. And we tell we've had a lot of questions about the 30 out 6 and the 30 out 7. Many churches have those signs up, but it's not trespassing if your members or any of them are concealed handgun licensed carriers or open carrying. Then, long as the congregation of the church or overseers of the property say it's okay and they're not asked to leave, it's okay for them to uh, be armed. So uh, we just like to continue. We get that question more than anything. So can I carry my gun if they have a sign-up? Well, as long as the owners or overseers of the property don't ask you to leave, then you would be fine to possess your weapon. So, But always my strongest suggestion is is keep it concealed. That way you'd be the element of surprise if someone <laughs> does happen to approach you with uh, problems. Well, that's... I'm, I never have understood, other than uh, having your gun out on a gun rack to always you're going hunting, okay? Yes, I don't see any pur- purpose in having one really visible or anything. <laughs> yes, right, right. Of but, course, 
people have different choices, but yeah. we just like the likes of the RTA one to reach out to the churches and people that have seen that that you you know are a little bit frightened about going to or continuing to share and their church hours and cutting back and you know make sure that they're comfortable. We're we're out there circling and surrounding on Wednesdays and Sundays more often now. The officers have been asked to do that or instructed to do so, and we just want everyone to go to church and worship and you know continue to serve the Lord. So. <laughs> And we appreciate everybody that wants to be safe and uh, appreciate y'all coming out and uh, making those rounds. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a different world you're patrolling now than even 20 years ago, isn't it? Wow. I tell you, it has changed a lot, R.T. With the social media world, the cell phones, huh. um, it, it's changed so much because a lot of these crooks are dealing with having extra eyes and ears because they're talking to one another across town while something's going on the other end of town and they're only dealing with people that are friends with them on Facebook and Snapchat and <laughs> it's it's difficult. Yeah. So we're running into a lot of different uh, age of change of technology that we're having to keep up with. And, of course, we listen to the criminals a lot when we're doing our interrogations and <laughs> talking to them about some of the changes and trying to keep up with the modern-day criminals and how that works unfortunately we're going to have them and uh, we have to be prepared to deal with it yeah, it's amazing you know they they'll go to facebook and watch for people saying yes we're going on vacation right absolutely oh well and that I means your house is going to be that. empty <laughs> you're sending these nice pictures back from florida and disneyland and disney World. no that's not the best thing to do so <laughs> save it to when you get back <laughs> i tell Up you on your return it, it's a, a brave new world to to use the book a line, but uh, yes, sir. and and along that same order, uh, the those of us that are driving and and I have difficulty driving on my own. I don't need the phone to ring, and I don't need to be be worried about people texting. And that's Absolutely. the most amazing thing is I'll see people driving down the road and pushing up things on their phone. Absolutely, they have increased the laws and penalties for distracted drivers. And, of course, all the officers are having to go through training as well to look for and how to identify people that may be and if they are texting for an emergency reason or not. Uh, but we encourage citizens to just pull over to the side of the road, use your phone. I know, RT, sometime I've been in my private vehicle and traveling down the road and people are texting away, uh, driving 20 miles per hour on a 55 miles per hour speed zone. and It's dangerous. It creates a lot of different hazards for everyone around and a lot of times now, I would tell the public that the insurance companies are starting to go back and look and pull phone records of individual parties involved in accidents because of the increased number of accidents that have been caused by distracted drivers. So that is something I would encourage anyone to really be cautious about texting and driving, and especially our younger drivers, because they're just learning how to drive. But it is a great distraction when it goes off or rings, but even the hands-free objects can cause you to be distracted. But we're, like I said, increasing our patrol of that type of uh, activity where people are texting and driving. Also, the state of Texas, this last legislation has been concerned and has increased the penalty, as well as um, not only just school zones, but anywhere that you driving or operating a vehicle if you've seen texting or talking on the phone you could be cited well it's uh, a lot of changes in the world and that, that's uh, communication is part of it we're speaking with the police chief for the city of cleveland daryl broussard and we've got about four more minutes here chief is there something else you would like to get in while we're talking 
Well, RT, I just like I said earlier, I appreciate you having me on today, and I hope the community has had something that would help them to stay safe and uh, encourage them to keep our community safe. And um, we feel, like I said, uh, we're a growing city and a great community, and we want to see it grow and have the nice amenities like most other communities have. And uh, we're doing great right now, and things are starting to shine in Cleveland with the growth, and we're starting to watch – the new Caney Porter 99 area moving our way. Our schools are growing. Um, so we just encourage our community to join in. Um, give us a call. Anything we can do to help or assist our citizens to feel safe, please call us on any given day or time at 281-592-2622 or most everyone knows 911 in case it's an urgent emergency. We just uh, love our community and our hearts go out to want to make it a better place here in the city of Cleveland. Well, thank you for being my guest. I know that you are a busy man, and I imagine you were even more busy this time of year. (laughs) Yes, sir. So I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day and and being on the program, Chief. Thank you, R.T. Folks, my name is R.T. Lowe, and I host For Your Information here on Cox Radio. Now, I need you to get out something to write with. You see, we do this program to help keep people in the community apprised of events going on. But I need your help with this. If you're having an event, this is for nonprofit events, something of interest to the community. Send the information to r.t.lowe at cox, C-O-X, Inc, I-N-C, dot com. So that's R period T period L O W E at coxinc.com. Okay, thanks for tuning in and pick her key up at flat top and take us on home. day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.